Welcome to another episode of the Catholic Buzz Podcast. We're so happy that you're joining us again for another episode of uh, this podcast where we explore lots of different uh, Catholic topics. And uh, this one especially, we're going to be exploring lots of uh, amazing things in the Catholic uh, faith because this is the holiest week of our church calendar year. We are in the middle of Holy Week. And uh, what two better guys to spend my Holy Week (laughs) with other than... Josh Sullivan over here Hello. and Matt Van Milligan on Hello. my right. Uh, welcome, you guys. Thank you. Yeah, yeah you it is Holy Week. So uh, just like last week, you could see behind us uh, the the cross and the statues are, are covered in the church. We've entered that period of time where we're yeah. really into why do we do that? Why do we cover up the church, the statues, and the and the crucifixes? And specifically, it's, it's just the statue because we don't cover up the stations and stuff. That makes sense because it's Holy Week and that's kind of a big part of it. Yeah, we but, pray the stations. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But like, why do we cover up the yeah, crucifix? So every cross, uh, yep. every crucifix, every statue, yep. every holy image is to be covered from the fifth Sunday of Lent, uh, which was not this past Sunday, the last Sunday, until the Easter Vigil. And that is really, it's to mark that we are heading towards the end, uh, the beginning of Holy Week, the end of Lent. And it's to really have a, a period of anticipation, mm-hmm. you know, where I, I know I said um, a week ago during, during Mass, it's to really, you know, sometimes when things are taken away from you, it's like distance makes the heart go fonder, I, said, yeah, I, yeah, I, think yeah. I said, you know, when we, when we realize now we are in a different time, our hearts are set on going with the Lord into the crucifixion. And so we covered these sacred things, um, sort of to deprive them for us in a way, deprive them from us in a way to anticipate more, really what happened during these days. Because I think every year, because we celebrate the holy days, it loses its its impact on us, you know, where we really have to make an effort every year to really journey with Jesus in these holy moments. Yeah, it, beca- it becomes too familiar. It's too familiar, and You're yeah. able to take it for granted. So. Exactly. When you walk in the church now and everything's covered, you're like, whoa. Yeah, Because you're just on? so used to seeing the crucifix on the wall or the, the statue exactly. of Mary and Joseph, you know. Uh, you walk in now and you're like, ooh, this is a different period of time now. It makes sense, too, if you're thinking about that. Just as you are saying that, I was thinking, oh, yeah. And, and, and the focus of some of the statues is, is like, so we have a statue of Mary, statue of Joseph and stuff. Those are to remind us, oh, here are some heroes that walked in those footsteps. But again, we're taking, um, like we want to be, we want to ask for their intercession or prayers, obviously not the statue itself, but who they represent. But our focus then can become on exactly the sacrifice of the mass or exactly Mm -hmm. the point of the church. So take away any kind of distractions, not to making us holier, but specifically narrowing our focus onto the sacrifice, the mass, the word, and, you know, all that other fun stuff. Yeah, uh, this is my favorite time of the church year. Like, this Holy Week is very powerful because every day brings with it another, like, emotional journey, like Mm -hmm. another drama in the life Mm -hmm. of of Jesus, right? So just two days ago, uh, this past weekend, we celebrated Palm Sunday. That's right. (laughs) So that's Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. And what strikes me every year about Palm Sunday is um, Jesus, you know, riding into town on this donkey and the crowds are around him Mm -hmm. and they're waving these palms. They're saying Hosanna. They're really, they're welcoming him in. They're so excited for his presence. And it's it's really a joyous moment. Mm -hmm. And on Palm Sunday, we read the gospel of Jesus coming in. Uh, to to Jerusalem and him leaving yeah and everyone's like joyous and then like just a few moments later we're reading the passion 
where they're yelling opposite. Mm. Where they're yelling, crucify him, crucify him. Throwing stones, and throwing sticks. It's really stunning because, the, you know, I always say, like, the very same people who yeah. welcomed him into Jerusalem were the, were the same people who, days later, were shouting for him to be crucified. Yeah. You know, and you can see in this drama of the of Palm Sunday event how, but but I, why it's why it's uh, so meaningful to me, or why it sticks out for me, it's because we do the same. Yeah, yeah. There are moments in our life where we're like, "Praise God!" and uh, "Thanks be to God!" and "Oh, I'm so blessed in my life." And then we turn around and, and act like our foolish selves. Yeah. Like uh, we we turn complain our back and, and we whatever. complain. Yeah, Where is yeah. God now? And uh, or or we we get back into a cycle of sin. Yeah. That Dep- we're depending and, even the company that we're with, right? I mean, that sure that that'd be like praise God on Sunday when we're at church, and then we go back to work or whoever we're hanging out with colleagues or family or friends who aren't don't necessarily believe what we believe, and then all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, well, I don't really take that faith stuff seriously. Yeah, you know? like when Matt when he hangs out with me, he swears a lot. <laughs> <Yeah. you know? laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> Um, no, I was going to say about about the, the asymmetry that it's like that those were the same people, like the same people who were you know shouting hosanna and welcome welcoming him, were the shouting. same ones driving driving him out. That that and and we have that kind of asymmetry within within ourselves. That it's mm-hmm. like, um, but uh, also that the apostles themselves, that it's like Jesus is like throughout the gospels is constantly kind of recognizing um, that you know that they they have this potential or they have this you know faith and then like uh uh peter like within two verses it's just like when um is it who do you say i am um it's like you're you're, you're the christ the messiah this was not revealed to you by human wisdom yeah. like way to go like peter did well. you won congratulations <laughs> yeah. it's like but the son of man is going to be taken and crucified and peter's like no this can't happen to you I a verse it. later get behind me satan yeah. that is like you have this um um you know, in Peter himself, the first pope, the apostle, you have that, this is who you are. And I'm affirming that. Like, that's the triumphal entry. That's, yeah. and then two verses later, you're saying, like, <laughs> you, no, you're, you are, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. an obstacle. You're an obstacle yeah, don't be an too. obstacle yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's very true. And, and I'm glad you mentioned the, the apostles because I often picture the apostles as part of the Palm Sunday celebrations, you know, like they're like, oh, like we're with yeah. that guy, you know, like we're yeah. his, we're, with the we're king. his apostles, we're, we're with, the, with king. the king. Yeah, Hosanna was the the the, the words used to welcome yeah. a king, right? Yeah. He was getting a real king and, welcome. And the cult of a uh, of a donkey was what uh, a king would typically. That's right. Yeah, right. yeah. And, and so you got the apostles being like, hey, yeah, we're with him. We're friends yeah. with the king. And then you know, hours, days later. They've, they've scattered on him. They, yeah. You know, Peter's denied him. Uh, Tom, um, uh, um, John is the Judas only one, right? We believe John is like, well, the only one that we know that was there at the cross. Mm-hmm. So he was probably one of the only ones that we know of for sure that was at the procession out probably too with Mary or with whatever. Yeah, and I, but I think like the, the, the real thing for us to reflect on the beginning of Holy Week and really what our journey of Lent should have brought us to that, we're so fickle sometimes, <laughs> yeah. you know, and not sometimes. We're fickle people. Like and and we need to really be strong in our faith and 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 it's it, we have to be very intentional about staying with Jesus. Yeah, you know, uh, I often think about the um, the Garden of Gethsemane. We're going to move there, I guess, with the Holy Thursday celebrations. You know, because on Holy Thursday, well, maybe I'm going there right now. We're, we're yeah, jumping yeah, Holy yeah. Thursday yeah. on Holy Thursday. You know, um, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, his apostles are there. 
they can't even stay awake with him. Like this, this is the moment that Jesus has talked about. He's foreshadowed that his life is coming to an end and his apostles are sleeping. Yeah. You know, and same thing with, with us, like on Holy Thursday, we have the mass of the Lord's supper mm-hmm. yeah. and then churches have this period of adoration, you know, till midnight or till 11 PM or some churches in major cities throughout the night or whatever it might be. Yeah. Stay awake with me and pray. This is the night that my that the life of Jesus is taken, and no one comes. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know, and I I shouldn't say no one comes, yeah. but very few people uh, stay awake that night um, to watch with Jesus to 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 be able to experience that. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But that being said, every event in our Holy Week, you know, they they reflect what's happened to Jesus on that, on that journey. Yeah. Right. And that's why it's so, that's why it's so amazing. Uh, Holy week. And, and it speaks to me so, uh, so much. So are we at Holy, are we done with Palm Sunday? Are we, are we ready to move? Did you want to add something? I think so. No, I was, I, I had prepared just a little story of my association with Palm oh, Sunday yeah, okay, because I was yeah. raised in the church that it's, um, that's, I don't know if it was, uh, <laughs> intentional or, um, but like my first experience of Palm Sunday, um, was, uh, the, the priest at the, the church that I was uh, uh, confirmed in, um, he he soaked the palms. Like, he dipped them in, like, <laughs> swirled them around, like, and, and arranged them so that they held, like, the maximum amount of water and, like, got you point blank. You had, a, like, a line of water across down you. your... So that was my, that was my, <laughs> my initiation into Palm Sunday. Um, and that's, that has stuck with me. I, was, uh, yeah. I remember now, as you say that, my priest uh, used to say... Um, <laughs> how did it go now? He used to say that after the Palm Sunday Mass, he'd always have those people who would just come up to him and say, Father, how come every time I come to church, you give out these palms? Yeah. <laughs> As if to say that, you know, there you are see, people, you see it once a year. <laughs> yeah, people who just come for these celebrations, right? Um, yeah, okay, so, yeah, and, and, the, and the whole week is Holy Week. Mm-hmm. So even though there's nothing significant in the church, I mean, we still celebrate Mass on Holy Monday, Holy Tuesday, Holy Wednesday, and of course, we're following along with the scriptures, the path of Jesus. Uh, really, we skip to Holy Thursday. That's right. Right? Um, and that's the Mass of the Lord's Supper. So here, is Jesus has gathered all his apostles together to have this Passover meal, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's significant for us because... <laughs> it's the celebration we always... It's the first Mass. Yeah, it's celebrated. The Eucharist is instituted. It's, it's very significant for us. Um, and uh, oftentimes the chrism mass yeah. happens on the morning of Holy Thursday, if possible. In our diocese, it usually takes uh, place about a week before. Um, because but, we're so far away from everybody. Because the distance and yeah. things, yeah. Um, this week, because uh, this year, because of COVID, it's going to happen at another time. Uh, but it happens, uh, chrism mass uh, sometimes happens on, on the morning of Holy Thursday, brings together all uh, the priests, especially of the diocese. And they come together and renew their priestly promises that they made on the day of their ordination. And I find that so significant because they come together to renew their promises that they made on the day of their ordination. Then they leave there and they go and celebrate the Mass of the Lord's Supper. Yeah. The first Mass that Jesus instituted the Eucharist, you know? So, like, the connection there is very uh, significant. Yeah, very real. And very real. Yeah, Yeah, it's like, hey... Here's what you promised. Here's the source and of summit. here's why you promised. Exactly. Like, here is, you know, Jesus setting the example uh, for you. Holy Thursday is also very, very, 
good for us to reflect on too, because again, Jesus came to serve. You know, he talks about mm. the greatest among you are those who serve, not not to be served. And so usually we have the washing of the feet. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and people come forward and have their wa- their feet washed, just mm-hmm. like Jesus did for his apostles. Yeah. Is there anything about Holy Thursday that that sort after, of stands out for for me? The only thing is, like you said, the adoration afterwards. Like it's Holy 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 Thursday, getting the washing of feet and all that stuff. As an altar server growing up, that was always a little different, just because my my job changed a little bit. But the biggest thing I always remember is after Mass at Holy Thursday. Mm is clearing off the altar, uh, clearing out everything. And then like, if we think it's bare now with the, th- with mm-hmm. the coverings on top of, of the statues and stuff, there is no statues, yeah. right? Like we take all that stuff out and then we take Jesus outside of the tabernacle. We take Jesus out of the tabernacle and we put him in a different room a lot of times. I mean, there's adoration or something, but then we move him into a different room altogether. Yeah. So that for Friday service, and again, you were, you were mentioning before that um, the Easter tritium, is one celebration, right? Yes. And so, yeah. so like, there's no end that we don't sing a closing hymn. No. On Thursday. That's right. Because it doesn't mass doesn't end. That's right. There, so, it begins. There's an opening hymn and yeah. the welcome and all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, there's no end on Holy Thursday. And why is that? Because, because it, the the Triduum is meant to be celebrated together, just like the events of Jesus. Jesus moved from one event to the other, right? Yeah. And uh, so we begin on Holy Thursday, but there's nothing that ends. We just kind of abruptly end. And then on Good Friday, the only day of the church calendar that Mass is not celebrated mm-hmm. on Good Friday. There's That's no opening call, hymn. No, there's no opening hymn. Or closing hymn. Uh, so it just starts yes. with the opening prayer and ends with kind of a closing prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. There's no ending. There's no beginning. And then at the Easter Vigil, the first Mass of Easter, there's no beginning. No beginning. It just kind of starts uh, but then there's halfway an through that mass is it the celebration of the resurrection. And, yeah, exactly. And so there's, there's a closing. But you raised something on Holy Thursday that we kind of skipped over, that while the church is adoring the Lord and the Blessed Sacrament, you know, stay awake and pray with me, yeah. we do strip the entire church, church down. Right, yeah. No cloths, no nothing. The Eucharist is taken out of the tabernacle, um, all these different things. And why is that? Because they've arrested Jesus. He's been taken, you know, he's, yeah, been, yeah. he's been now, he's lead, he's being led to his death. And so the church sort of mimics this, or not mimics, but represents this Strips with the, the church, the house of God is sort of empty. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because there's an emptiness now that Jesus is in yes. sort of yeah, yeah, captivity. Yeah. It feels that way too. I got to be honest. Yeah, like, it like, does. You know, you like every... church, of course, you walk into a church and Jesus is not present in the tabernacle. Yeah. You know, and you and you leave the door of the tabernacle open. The the light is extinguished, right? Because the light is the candle is only lit when Jesus is present in the tabernacle, yeah. right? It's one of those things too when you walk in on Good Friday. We were talking about this beforehand. You walk in Good Friday and and you go to genuflect. <laughs> and uh, yeah. because it's so second nature to us as we go into church, you genuflect at the tabernacle because Jesus is present there. So you genuflect to show your respect to Jesus, and then you get into your pew. And on Good Friday, that's not necessarily what we do, mm-hmm. right? Because there is no Jesus, there's no that. But one of the questions that was brought up, do you bow towards the altar? Sure. I mean, the altar's still a holy place of, of, of sacrifice. But normally, we, are, we talked about this, I don't remember if it was on an episode or if it was just us in person that we're talking about it, but that you would, once, once the Mass has started, you would then reflect the altar as being the source of where you would bow towards the altar and you would kiss the altar. And like, not that you ignore the tabernacle by any means, but your focus then becomes on the altar because that's where the sacrifice of the mass happening. Right. Is that the same on Good Friday if there's no sacrifice of the mass? 
Yeah, it's, it's a very good question. I would say, yes, we still bow to the altar okay, because yeah. of the significance of the altar. Okay, this yeah. is the table of sacrifice in the middle of the church uh, where the uh, bread and wine are changed into the body and blood of Jesus. So I, I think we still owe that respect. Yeah. Whereas the tabernacle, we it houses Jesus. And when Jesus is not we present don't, there... We don't genuflect. We don't genuflect. You're right, yeah. Right? Um, so... Yeah, I, I would say that a, a bow to the altar. But you raise a good point of people coming into the church and genuflecting on Good Friday. Sometimes we genuflect in church just, out of just because it's habit. I've done that many Where, times in Protestant churches. Let me just say, <laughs> I come into a Protestant church and I genuflect and I go, oh. And then they're all looking. You don't realize it until yeah. they all look at you and you're like, oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's when you, you catch yourself mid and yeah, yeah, pretend, yeah. pretend you drop something. <laughs> you're like, oh, my back. Yeah. You know, or you're at the movies. Yeah. You're about the to, movies, too. <laughs> you're about to get in the row at the movie theater. Yeah. You genuinely, you're like, oh, yeah. gosh, yeah. I um, have done that at the theater. <laughs> I'm bad that way. So, but yes, I think that's a good point because um, uh, we have to be more conscious of these things. Look for Jesus. Like when I walk into a Catholic church, I look where the tabernacle is. Sometimes it's not obvious, right? Yeah. Sometimes it is obvious. And you look and, and you pay your respects uh, by genuflecting. And you're looking for that red light. You're looking for the red light. I mean, yeah. hopefully the red light's always on. Remember, if the red light's not on, Jesus is at home. Exactly. Lights, <laughs> lights off, nobody home. It lights off, no <laughs> one's home. That's right. Okay, uh, we spent a lot of time on Palm Sunday, Holy Thursday. We're moving to, we're moving to Good Friday there. We talked about the, the awaiting with Jesus at night. Uh, now we're on to Good Friday. Very solemn, solemn celebration. Yeah. Not a gets lot of, me every year. Yeah, not a yeah. lot of singing. Not a lot of singing. Okay, one of the things you you come in. Mm-hmm. One of the things I know I've playing music and stuff, so I always recognize that you don't have an opening song or closing hymn. So it makes sense that it's all one celebration. That's why we don't have an opening and closing on yeah. Good Friday. But you come in and you lie down. Yeah, I think the first thing we say on Good Friday is please kneel. Yeah, <laughs> and, and everyone kneels. And what is what is the priest doing when they're lying there? I mean, obviously, it looks like a like a sac, not sacrifice, a, a giving up or an offering of your life or something to that effect. But like as as the congregation, we might not have been taught that or no, we just see you come in and lie down. Yeah. And and it's fun because the altar servers don't do it with you; it's just you. And then if a deacon though, a deacon does do it with you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So a deacon and and yourself, but like other people, like the rest of the congregation doesn't lie down. Yeah. So what are you doing? So the priest lies prostrate there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's that's because remember most Good Friday services, it's traditional for them to start at three p.m. Yeah. Why three p.m.? The hour, the hour Jesus. Jesus died. Yeah. Right. So the first thing the priest does in persona Christi is to lay down. Okay. Like it lies prostrate uh, as the sign of respect. I mean. Uh, you know, um, we talk we talk about bowing and we talk yeah. about genuflecting. Well, this is as low as yeah. you can go, right? And and the priest uh, shows the the honor, the respect of that moment by line. The deacon also ordained to ministry can join the priest in that moment, and the rest of the congregation is, is kneeling. Yes, it's it's to say like Sign at respect. this hour, Jesus's life was given up for us, um, and so we kind of. And it's also to remind the priest too that you, we've laid down our life for the service of others yeah, too. Yeah. So that's why it's emotional for for priests on the day that Jesus uh, uh, on Good Friday when we celebrate that, you know, because uh, obviously the priest stands in the, in the person of Jesus, and yeah. so we we feel that on another level. Uh, but I, I think that moment is beautiful when everyone is just sort of yeah. Um, um, what do you call it? Respectful, uh, res- or, yeah, yeah, being respectful like yeah, that, you know. Yeah. And and then again on Good Friday, where do we move from there? We just moved to the reading of the Passion. Yeah. We just hear it again. What we heard on Palm Sunday, 
we'll hear it again. This time from John's Gospel. Good Friday is always from John's Gospel. And on Palm Sunday, it changes Mark, Matthew, uh, Luke. And, and we skip over the consecration, too. I mean, yes. we, there's no Remember, mass. There's like no mass celebrated. Mm-hmm. So uh, at Holy Thursday, we consecrate Extra. enough Eucharist for the next day. Um, and then no mass is celebrated. So we, we go from the um, uh, Passion, a little homily. We adore the cross. Okay, yeah. We'll the talk, cross. Well, that, let's come uh, back to that. Yeah. The, you know, the cross that Jesus died on. And then? Remember the words? Yeah, Behold hold, the wood of the cross yeah. on which hung, hung the, the Savior of the world. Of the world. Come, let, let us, us adore. And then we just, we dress the altar. Yeah. Because the Eucharist is going to be placed there. Just again on we the altar. We pray the Our Father. And then, and then we, we distribute the Eucharist. And that's pretty much it. Something significant, too, about receiving the body of Jesus on the day his body was, yeah. was given up, right? Yeah. The wood of the cross during COVID times. Mm-hmm. What does our diocese say about Yeah, that? so uh, usually people would take their turn and, and come and touch the cross or kiss the cross or whatever. Uh, we're going to do it collectively. The cross will be displayed at the, at the front of the church. Yeah. And we're going to take a moment collectively to kneel. Uh, in front in of adoration okay. of the cross. So there's yeah, no there's, touching or kissing no, or that. There's no procession up yeah. Uh, yeah. To, uh, to, touch the, to touch the cross this year. So then after that, yeah. is there a daily Mass on Holy Saturday? No. There isn't, eh? No. Because it goes into the Easter Vigil. That's right. It's to, okay. Yes. So there's nothing after Good Friday service, um, unless you're doing like the Stations of the Cross yeah. or something, The first ma- until the first Mass of Easter, which has to be, the Church says, you cannot have the Easter Vigil until it's dark. Yes. So yeah, now, I remember um, in the diocese, in our diocese, every year, uh, I don't think it happened this year, um, but every year you get a list of uh, times across the diocese. So whether you're in Wawa or uh, St. Marie, Sudbury, <laughs> North Bay, wherever, and it was times of uh, when the sun sets, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's like, watch the sunset uh, schedule. You can't start your Easter vigil till after the sunset. And people don't realize too, like that how big our diocese is just from Sault Ste. Marie diocese. Like I, when we lived in Thunder Bay, mm-hmm. we had an extra hour to two hours of sunlight after North Bay had none. You know what I mean? Right. Like there, there is a significant difference. Even so just a Wawa is like a good hour to, yeah. you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, that's a big thing. But why? Like I know you have the campfire outside. Right? Is that the big? That's um, well, and and following kind of like the old idea of liturgical time, it was like the the new day wouldn't actually start until sundown. So, that's exactly it. Yeah, uh, the vigil and the Sunday mass are technically in the same kind of liturgical day. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah once the sun comes down, it's the next day. Yeah. Right. Even uh, Orthodox uh, Jewish Sabbaths begin the on, day on the Saturday, and, then, and, and that's, that's where why they celebrate we celebrate the yeah. Sunday mass. On Saturday evening. Yeah. Right? Now, not that, always before yeah. sunset. No, that's but the problem. That's how it started. After the sunset, you could have an anticipation mass for Sunday on Saturday on evening. On any regular Sunday. Yeah, now they, you know, churches have pushed it uh, from 8 o'clock to 7 o'clock to 6 o'clock to 5 o'clock to 4 o'clock. Well, there are some days where 4 o'clock it is. It is dark. <laughs> it is dark. Yeah. But then, there are and some then, days where it's like 9 o'clock. I was going to say 9 o'clock is still yeah. light outside. So. <laughs> but the Easter vigil, we take care that uh, we, we don't start it because. You're, cele- you're celebrating the first Mass of the Resurrection. Yeah. Well, it doesn't make sense to do it if it's still Holy Saturday and Jesus <laughs> is still in the tomb, yeah. right? It's overnight. Uh, sort of thing. And the Easter Vigil is so beautiful. We have like a few minutes left okay. just to talk about the Easter Vigil. It's a whole other right? episode. It's right? a whole <laughs> thing. Yeah. But all the readings, year. all the, like, just talk to me. There's a lot of readings. There's mm-hmm. a lot of Psalms. There's a lot of stuff. What is the purpose of that? So it's, 
really to to go through our salvation history. Yeah. Hey? Yeah. Your, yeah, your, experience, uh, your experience as a new Catholic at the Easter Vigil, yeah. was that helpful to, to hear the readings? Yeah, that, that's, that's actually what made me kind of uh, confirmed that uh, becoming Catholic was, was what I wanted to do, was at kind of the first um, Easter Vigil that I was at. Mm-hmm. And you were able to hear those. And so because we start in the yeah. Old Testament, go right through the whole journey all the way through. It's really beautiful to hear them all one after the other. Sure, it's long. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're going to an Easter Vigil Mass. Three hours. You're looking <laughs> two, at least two hours depending yeah. where you are. Sometimes three hours, sometimes more, right? But you're hearing all the readings back like one after the other and you're starting to see the progression of God's plan in the world. Yeah. You know? And then you, the, the, you, the gloria happens, the lights come on, the, the epistle uh, is read, the gospel, the re- gospel of the resurrection. And you're like, whoa, this is God working throughout salvation history. Yeah. Right? It, 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 it's, quite, it's quite beautiful. Crazy. And of course, you bless the new fire, you bless all the new water. Catholics, uh, new Catholics are welcomed into the church because yeah. it's the highest celebration mm-hmm. of, of the uh, church's calendar, right? And it's, so, it's the apex of your Lent, too, that it's like you, you, you should focus have towards. been going through that whole journey, that anticipation exactly. for the entirety of Lent. And then you go home and eat chocolate. Yeah, I know it's difficult this year because churches have like a capacity restriction. But, you know, if you have an opportunity, you've never been to an Easter Vigil Mass, get to an Easter Vigil Mass because, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's beautiful. And if you just let it speak to you, the liturgy is, is, speaks to you. It's so beautiful, you know. Um, if you have young kids, heads up. It's, it takes a little while. It takes a little while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember one year, uh, was it your kids or no, your kids who my kids. slept in the cove? Uh, yeah, yeah, right here. Yeah, we, were doing, we were doing the music for Mass. <laughs> yeah. And so we, we set up a whole little bed, like yeah. put a little couple pillows out and stuff. And they came in their pajamas and they just slept in the slept, alcove yeah. and uh, while well, we did Mass regularly. And then like for, for parents too, we got to go home and there's... Um, the Easter Bunny comes, or whatever the case may be. Like it is, it is. Uh, it takes a toll sometimes, right? Yeah. But it is good. Key, um, and then of course Easter Sunday. So if, uh, and that was what we talked about when we started this. Remember, when does Lent end? Yes. I always say your Lenten sacrifice ends when you attend a Mass for Easter Sunday, whether that's the Easter Vigil or. Easter Sunday Mass, right? Yeah, yeah. you so can't go through Lent and not celebrate Easter because Sunday. it really kind of ends like your last celebration is Thursday. To Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so we can't like it, Lent ends when you start that celebration on Thursday, but it doesn't mean you can start eating because you haven't finished the celebration yet. So once you finish the celebration on Easter Sunday, whatever Sunday that's you, right, you yeah. enjoy, that's when you can actually. Uh, and you raise a good point. Good Friday yeah. is a day of fasting, yes, and abstaining mm-hmm. abs- abstinence, abstinence from, from meat. meat, yeah. But it's a day of fasting as well, like Ash Wednesday was. So yeah. this coming, this coming Friday is a day of uh, abstinence and fasting. Okay, well, I hope the rest of your Holy Week goes well. I'm looking forward to the celebrations. And then, of course, obviously, Easter, where we really rejoice in the resurrection Mm -hmm. and uh, really pray that the Lord resurrects in us uh, new life as well. So happy Holy Week and happy uh, Triduum to you. And uh, next time I'll say... Happy Easter, because it's not Easter yet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If you have any questions about Holy Week or anything we talked about today, uh, you can send us an email at thecatholicbuzzpodcast at gmail.com. If not, uh, please enjoy your Holy Week. I hope it is a, a real experience of growing closer to our Lord during his passion, death, and resurrection. For Josh Sullivan and Matt Van Milligan, I'm Father Daniele. We'll see you next time on The Catholic Buzz.